listening to Two Sons of Tatooine. If there's a bright center to the universe, you're listening to the podcast that it's farthest from. And here are your hosts, Jonathan and Nathan. Greetings, and welcome back to another episode of Two Sons of Tatooine, the only podcast in the galaxy that just realized we have not done a raking of the Star Wars movies and shows, by the way. It is time to rectify that. My name is Nathan, a.k.a. NP Bro. I am one of your hosts, and I am joined by our co-host of the podcast, my good friend Jonathan Cohn. On today's episode, we will be ranking the Star Wars movies and the live-action TV shows. We will discuss where they fit into our favorite rankings and compare lists yeah. with each other. Uh, Star Wars fans are known for this, aren't we, Jonathan? We endlessly debate the quality of this, so it's about time for you and I to pitch our... Uh, hats in there and throw it should be fun and mm-hmm. not controversial at all completely incontroversial so uh <clears throat> let's just hope that it's going to be there are no attempts made to belittle the star wars movie we're all star wars fans uh some we like more than others so jonathan but why don't you just kind of give me the background on your list and how you chose and how you ranked what were your kind of qualifications and you know deciding factors um, so I looked at, for one, I looked at how much like giddiness I have when I go to rewatch a project, mm-hmm. uh, or, or when I think back on the project. I also rank it on when I'm watching a project, how much am I smiling? How much does something happen on screen that makes me have fun? Third aspect is how much do I think it actually is a good film? Uh, fourth aspect is, uh, uh, Although this is much less than the others, how did the fandom react? Um, uh, and then a few other smaller th- aspects, maybe the music, maybe some of the writing mm-hmm. and direction. Oh, yes. But um, uh, I basically have three tiers. Uh, my top tier, my top four projects are my like absolute, um, absolutely amazing, barely anything wrong with them, love them. Then I have five that are like... Uh, uh, really excellent, amazing, really good, but just not in my upper echelons. And then I have five where they're like, it's good, but I have problems with it. But it's good, and I join them. Okay. So that's my, I have three tiers. So what about what it's was your It's interesting that your thoughts? you had like the description of, oh, how much do I want to rewatch this? Or how, how excited would I be if yeah. you told me, hey, we're rewatching this tonight? Um, yeah. Or, you know, and obviously with the TV shows, you have to be like, well, what do you mean? Like the whole thing in one day or just just <laughs> my favorite episodes or overall episodes. So, um, but besides that, you know, the other ones. So I would say, like, obviously for my list, some of them that have really, really great moments. Like if I love the back two thirds of a movie, super, super, super love it. And the first one third is just OK. Um, I may put that project really, really high just because, mm. you know, I wonder which ones you're referring to, <laughs> I, you know, or if I just love one episode <laughs> or two episodes of something, it might help to redeem it over something that was good throughout, but didn't really, really stand out or something like that. Mm-hmm. It would just depend. Uh, but I would say I tended to, I tended to rate things based off of like, you know, a, a personal connection to when I saw these. And I think everybody's very personal with star Wars. Like we always remember the mm-hmm. first time we watched it or like what we grew up with, who we watched it with and like who in our family first introduced us to it or just like right. those times as a kid or even young adult where we're just watching it over and over and, and talking about it. So 
those things like they definitely influence you. Everybody's dated, but within like, are they OT prequels, sequels? Right. You know, already you're going to have the different generations of fans. Um, <clears throat> but see, it's weird. Like I don't consider myself a prequel generation fan, but I guess I would be, I guess I would be <laughs> like, obviously I wasn't alive when the originals came out. <clears throat> um, right. You know, you also make the say the memes and like make the jokes <clears throat> that the prequel generation. Sure, does. sure, sure. Um, and and that's I think for for one of my films for sure, like the prequel, <laughs> the prequel people are going to be like, well, of course you think you know that film, but um, <laughs> yeah, you know when it comes to I, I think original tr- trilogy people, they're harsh on prequel trilogy and sequel trilogy and. You know, they accuse people, I guess, I guess in my group of just being hard on the sequel trilogy. Um, Right. And I'm like, well, that's not exactly true. I mean, I may be harsh where it's fair, where it's justified, but where it's not justified or where there's really, really good stuff. I'm willing to overlook. Let's just say there there are reasons, really good reasons to overlook certain things that completely can like mm-hmm. take a project from well people just think it's okay to that was amazing um mm-hmm. and and some of those some of those things man I, i'd be interested to talk about it see what you have as far as difference of opinion all right um that's kind of the, my my description background of how i picked it, it wasn't too hard all for right. me to choose um i definitely talked about like you did like there was some some awareness of the fans' response to something, mm-hmm. I consider it, was, it that, wasn't like the driving factor. No, but one thing I there did is, do was look at um, Rotten Tomatoes, not the not the critic score, but the audience score. Mm-hmm. Audience score, and I wrote the audience now, score down for every one of these films. So they're all like I can tell you what the audience thought, um, and based on the problem is. A lot of these are before they started right. do, uh, requiring the audience to show their tickets. So s- s- there's one in particular that I think is a little bit skewed, but it's not skewed by as much as other people say it is. <clears throat> but I will say, if you, if I erased the the way the fan reaction was to how I viewed the movie, there is one movie on this list that would have jumped significantly up that didn't. Uh, well, that has there's one for me colored, that so. fan reaction was negative that I felt has deserved to be bumped a little bit up. And I did bump it up. So maybe. Interesting. I'm, I'm curious to see which one that was. So. All right. All right. Do you want to go with your number 14 or with my number 14? Um, everybody knows mine already. So you go with yours. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So mine uh, uh, is Obi-Wan Kenobi, the TV show. So, uh, I have been accused uh, by some people of recency bias with the way I view my Star Wars films. Anytime a new movie comes out, that's my favorite movie uh, for a while, because uh, I'm so excited by the, the movie. So, it's quite funny that I, when I thought back on it, this one ranked as low as it did. There are certainly high, high points in this, and we've talked ad nauseum in the last couple of weeks, so I won't go too much. Mm-hmm. But the reason it ranks so low is that none of those moments are enough to make it for me as a, as a project. If of all of these projects, I am least likely to go back and rewatch uh, Kenobi, I think. And 
I, <clears throat> even though I, as we talked during the Kenobi, I really enjoyed a lot of the episodes, mm-hmm. and overall, I gave each episode a positive rating. It's just weak compared to the others, especially the shaky cam. So that's why uh, I, I, I put it as my number fourteen. I am very interested to talk about that, but I'll save mine. <laughs> I'll save mine. I'll just say that it's likely that Kenobi is the one that will change in a year's time or two years' time yeah. a whole lot more. And because of the recency mm-hmm. of it, I mean, it's still yet to find its true belonging place. Will it endure or will it not? And you don't even know that, even though now you're thinking yeah, you yeah, lean could, towards. It could go up for sure. me. Absolutely. Um, but the fact that it didn't automatically hit my favorite when <clears throat> just about every other project on here was a favorite at some point is not bode well for it. Yeah. My last is The Last Jedi. When everybody... What? When everybody... Never saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> I I do not intend to rewatch this movie. There may be tar- parts where I watch like a clip of it here or there. Um, I just... it's It's not Star Wars to me because it's an affront to Star Wars. It attacks what Star Wars is. It takes all of the setup that they did in Force Awakens and rejects it. It takes the character of Luke and it twists him and changes him. It, it doesn't get what George's vision of Star Wars was. It goes in the opposite direction and it does everything contrary to literally what I would expect Star Wars to, to, to tell as a story. It, it goes so far that the actors themselves, like Mark Hamill, uh, he, he literally just why would you take Luke in this direction? That's not Luke. That's another character. That's not my character. Um, and and not to mention, too, here we are, and we lose the chance for um, any kind of physical reunion with Han in Force Awakens. We don't get more screen time with Carrie and Mark Hamill together in Last Jedi. It's just such a waste to me. And that's, to me, the biggest thing with the whole sequel trilogy. And when it first came out, was, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for all three of them to be back on screen together. They just have this unique chemistry that nobody else has. And just seeing them together, it'll just be incredible. And they just completely missed their chance. So, um, But anyway, Last Jedi, it, it, it demeans Poe's character. It demeans Finn's character. It introduces, you know, basically Snoke and then tears him away. It demeans Kylo's character. It demeans Luke's character. I just don't want to watch it anymore. So that's why it is the worst Star Wars for me, period. All other Star Wars, I will rewatch and enjoy. But not that one. That's my answer. I'm sorry. To I'm, no I'm, one. I'm give you I a, am uh, not sorry to anyone. I'm going to give you a warning. At some point in this podcast, you'll have to rewatch it because you know there's going to be a point where we're going to have a drought of stuff, and we're just going to say we're just going to rewatch all the movies. I will rewatch you know that's it. Coming. I know I'll, I'll rewatch it to you know for the podcasts that I can. But not 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 for fun. No, not for fun. Is what you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just going to sit okay. down and be like, interesting. Oh, yeah, let's watch this. Maybe. I did rewatch. Um, I, there was a fan edit of it that tried to fix some things of it. I rewatched that. That was. I'm sorry, it kind of broke up there for a second. Ah, it's okay. It's not. Um, so, moving up the list, and I'm really surprised yes. with Ken- Kenobi being your 14th. And the reason that yeah. shocks me is because of where have I had it. But, 
Why don't you tell us your thirteen? Well, save, save your thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah I'll, I'll, and I'll, I'll give my last Jedi thoughts when that gets on my list. So my number thirteen is Attack of the Clones. Um, uh, really fun moments. The last act is superb, <clears throat> but the second act drags for me. Um, uh, and rewatching it, it is probably the movie that when I go back to rewatch it. I end up trying, like, like I feel the impulse to skip the most uh, hmm. of the movies. Not the shows, I also have the feel this, but this is the movie where I'm like, I just, just want to, don't want to, the whole uh, storyline on, on Tatooine, the storyline uh, between when he leaves Camino and when he gets captured, like that period of time um, uh, for, for, for Obi-Wan. So this one the the middle drags for me. Uh, uh, still amazing score. All the memes. All the the. Um, it's still really fun to watch. Uh, and like that, the, the the arena battle is what makes it above uh, the. Uh, yeah, uh, and the Yoda. Kenobi for yeah, me. The, it's it's it's. There's something that yeah, and the Yoda Yodify, as well. But for me, Kiku. for me, it's the it's the arena because the arena is like the thing when I think of yeah. Oh man, this it works so well for me. Seeing all these Jedi never, in one place. Yeah, never seen anything like it. It's yeah. So that's why it's my number 13. Okay, I have thoughts. I'll give them when it's time. My th- <laughs> my 13 is uh The Rise of Skywalker, which to me Oh, takes, really? <clears throat> okay. It takes um it takes the idea of Star Wars and it gets the idea of Star Wars. But it is a literal, let's just take everything we have and throw it at the dartboard and see what sticks. See, it's right. such a mess. The pacing has been critiqued. We get characters that I like. That's the thing. I like Bobby Frick. Everybody does. Who doesn't like Bobby Frick? You know, mm-hmm. I honestly yep. like, you know, um, the bounty hunter that uh, Poe kind of meets and has history with, uh, played by... Uh, uh- Zori Bliss. Yeah. Zori Bliss. Um, Zori Bliss. She right. she was great. I honestly liked her. I thought, um, you know, General Pride to me did nothing. So <laughs> nothing here. Uh, it did not do a good job kind of finishing up the arc for um, General Hux either, unfortunately. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they didn't really know what to do. But the problems that I have with the movie are all, I think, related to how it didn't have anything to do. De- to take and finish all of the all of the setup had been demolished what are you going to take like literally less jedi leaves you in a place that you don't know where to go and mm-hmm. we can always compare colin trevorrow's script and say well this would have been great it's not what we got what we got it tried its best to backtrack and it tried to you know it tried to do a lot of stuff but when i rewatch this i think why do we have space horses where did the fleet come from? <laughs> we have no attachment to Lando bringing a fleet to the rescue. This is not like the portals in the Avengers Endgame. Nothing like that because right. we have no cares whatsoever. There's no setup, so there's no payoff. Um, but yeah. it does feel like Star Wars. It gets good performances from you know, Harrison Ford. Adam Driver's great in it, as always. Ian McDiarmid's great in it. Um, yeah. I enjoyed even the foreshadowing with Finn getting the Force. But... I, I like it a lot more than Last Jedi, even though The Last Jedi is a coherent movie. It just destroys everything I like about Star Wars. So, that's where you go. I get that. Interesting. Well, <clears throat> we'll go to my number uh, 12. 
And my number 12 is The Book of Boba Fett. Um, yeah! Uh, da, 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 put, da, da, da. Fett. But if we were ranking theme songs, <laughs> though... The Book of Boba Fett is a very fun series and has some of the <clears> best <throat> individual episodes in episodes 5 and 6, which we talked about when they were on. But as a whole, it's one of those series that I was most disappointed by because I was hoping for it to go bigger. I didn't mm-hmm. want them to... They, they just decided, we're going to make the story about Mos Espa. But they didn't pitch it as being about Mos Espa. They pitched it as being about uh, him being the new daimyo, being in charge of all the Outer Rim. Mm-hmm. So what we got was much lower than what we expected. Yep. They at least delivered on promises. Once the show started, they delivered on promises like the Rancor, like the final battle, like bringing in the, the, the people of Freetown, bringing in Mando. But mm-hmm. they didn't, it didn't hit the heights it should have. But it's still highly entertaining, and boy, I could rewatch episodes five and six anytime. Would no have no qualms about it. Are you it. thinking... So that's why that's... The reason that it's higher than Kenobi for you is what? Uh, I don't really have the... I would go back and rewatch episodes of Kenobi at all. Any of them. Like, I might... If, 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 if someone says, hey, let's do a rewatch, I might come sit down. But I don't think I would actively choose, let's go rewatch this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would actively, anytime, rewatch episodes five and six <clears throat> of Book of Boba Fett. Well, episodes five and six, I agree, are great. Um, let me go to my number 12, Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the Attack of the Clones as my number th- close, 12. Close where, to where mine was. Very so. close. The, the issues I have with this, let me give some critique on what I think we could have done better. Anakin is very... Um, he's, he's foreshadowed here the whole movie too early as being really headstrong, arrogant, and all of these things to the point that it's not enjoyable for the audience. We just feel awkward. Um, the yeah. portrayal of Anakin really, and nothing with hate, I think it's all the directing and the writing, make Anakin more like the hero that we all cheer for in Clone Wars make him far more likable, and then it's far more tragic when he falls. So fix yeah. that. Um, I would say introduce Dooku earlier in the story. <clears throat> we needed the villain yep. earlier because um, he was basically like here at the end. Oh, we chase, we chase, we chase. We got, okay, Django. Or sorry, we got other bounty hunters. Okay, Django, Camino leads to Boba. Or sorry, leads to, leads to uh, Count Dooku. Anyway, um, when I watch Attack of the Clones, I want to like it more. Like, I sit down wanting to like it going, it's going to be better than I remember. And it just, it, it isn't, even though there are really good stuff in it. Um, so that's why I put it where it's at. And I, I think it is, it's a movie with so much more potential had they done a few things different with just the choices and the script. The script is really, really weird. Good performances from Ewan McGregor, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's the shining point of all the prequel movies. Uh, so, I guess we'll go to my number 11. Uh, my number 11 is The Last Jedi. And remember when I said, if of all the movies, one would, would change if it wasn't for the fan reaction? This is the one. It would bump up at least one spot, maybe two, <clears throat> because I enjoy it more than I enjoy The Rise of Skywalker, and I... Uh, also, 
think, as, as you were alluding to, that as a movie, not necessarily as a Star Wars movie, but as a movie, it's much more cohesive uh, than The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. But the problem that I have with this is partially the fan reaction, but also uh, the, the, the lack of planning is evident, uh, mm-hmm. and it frustrates me that I, I have no problem with where they took Luke. In fact, I think... Personally, I think it's a natural progression, uh, and it works uh, very well. But the because there are points in the in the EU where he does step away from it all uh, for different reasons. But there are points that he steps away. So that wasn't the problem. The he problem can step was, away for a year, like, but he doesn't step away forever. Here he's he's given up forever. Not forever. Yeah. Although it's a short. It's not as it, it's been revealed. It's not actually as long that he's away as we were led to believe. But anyway, uh, that's a different conversation. The this it, it works that works better for me, so that's why it's a little bit higher up than the other movies. And I really enjoy rewatching it. Uh, part of the other, uh, going back to where I was saying was the with the plant is that if I had felt like they had communicated more and they were like building up towards the the rise of Skywalker, then I would have. But the fact that they didn't sit down, it just. I, I, it just taints the movie. I just can't. I can't rewatch the movie without thinking about the lack of the plan. Well, so comparing it to like why. Game of Thrones, at least with Game of Thrones, they were consistent in the main kind of thing, the Daenerys stuff. They foreshadowed yeah. it. They foreshadowed it. They foreshadowed mm-hmm. it. And then you get to the end, and oh my gosh, everybody's caught off surprise. I wasn't. I was completely expecting that because. They foreshadowed it for seasons and seasons. They did. And years. And they had the plan. It just like took off. It did. It, it came maybe a little suddenly for some people because they were just missing it, denying it. They had, you know, had Daenerys out to believe. I'm trying to speak uh, a little bit vaguely, but they believed Daenerys was a certain. <laughs> they believed that Daenerys was a certain person. And okay. So, but at least yeah. with that, it was the same vision executed. And I think there's basically the, the lack of that is the result of the complete like split. And more than anything, it takes like The Force Awakens down for me. Because yeah. the payoff, mm-hmm. like Force Awakens, when I first saw it, I absolutely adored this movie. It was, yes. it was, it was so fun. a return to the practical effects, so visually it nailed the element. It had, like really, Harrison Ford, one of his greatest performances... And I loved him in the mentor role so much to Ray. I just, I just had some issues with that, like the fact that he would leave Le- Leia. I don't know, but it, it was like, okay, well, maybe he was with her until Ben actually went and got converted to the dark side. That's when he was like, I, I need a break. I need to get out of here or something, you know. I don't know. But, and that is when it actually happened yeah. also. Like he was a so. good dad for 18 years and then Ben's mm-hmm. vanishes and then he's like, I, I need a little, I need some time, you know, something anyway. But yeah, it's, that's what happens to me. And that's why Force Awakens is my number 11. Um, after, after seeing where we actually didn't pay off and kind of like Rise of Skywalker tries to pay off, but like, you know, they set up, like they set up Ray and Finn as potential like love interest in Force Awakens. I was like, that's what I wanted. I was like, oh, this is cool. I like, for one, Finn, I, I really like this guy. He's, you know, respectful of her. Um, I don't know anything about any of these characters, but he is a nice guy. He, he seems to really like Ray. whatever. Okay. Um, and then they totally t- stepped away from that. And then 
it was super weird because I, I thought he liked her the whole time. And the whole Ben solo stuff or Kyla Ren, whatever, connection with her, that was kind of out of the blue. Especially the Finn and Rose stuff was out of nowhere for me. But Force Awakens, what's great about it is, like, it it pulls everything that we loved from A New Hope. and mm-hmm. And we don't care... That like I think a true fan is able to watch that non critically and not not be angry that it's just a retread. Like there yeah. there is a part of us that's like ah, that was just that was just you know the names changed and hope. you know it was just new it's the <laughs> same story. Um, but there was enough difference that we could have saw it as paying homage, not as that if if of course they paid everything off and the movie just it just kept foreshadowing to things that never happened so 11 for me i wish that it was higher um and originally it probably was it was probably like at the very least top six maybe seven so yeah so yeah that's where i stand on that one all right well i'll go to my number 10 my number 10 is the rise of skywalker so we finish out the well actually i didn't finish out i don't have i'm force awakens on there yet um but the, it finishes out the, the sequel trilogy for me. We talked about a lot of the reasons that it had it essentially had to set up things and pay off things because there yeah. was nothing to pay off. Um, uh, took even though I don't mind uh, Ray and Kylo, I would have preferred Ray and Finn because uh, that's that's where my shipping was going. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I still enjoy this film, even though I think I technically, as I said, I enjoy Last Jedi a lot more. It's still a, such a fun movie. Um, uh, it's such a, like a, it feels like an amusement park ride at times. It's just, it, it does. Uh, it feels like the, 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 I wish in the theater they had had, like when you're on, when they're in the speeder chase, they had the, uh, the, the chairs would like jolt around or something. Cause mm-hmm. that's, it just felt so, oh yeah, this is cool. Uh, and then so it, there, there was it, certainly, elements. I mean, w- it just, for me, though, like, it cannot, with a dagger that has, you have to hold it in the exact right place on a certain shore, that is the dumbest yeah. plot ever. You can't possibly justify that, defend that. There's no way. It's so dumb. Like, the Wayfinders, I'm sorry. That was just a, it was just a, a poorly executed plan. And it was literally, they actually, it was all like fetch quest after fetch quest after fetch quest. Literally a long trail of non non concurrent non adjacent things leading to, they get to Exocol and we have space battle and fight. Okay, that's it. It, yeah. but it's fun. I will say it's kind of fun. It's a lot of the problems that I had in the movie are fixed by Shadow of the Sith. <clears throat> so uh, I feel a bit better after reading this. It feels more cohesive. Hmm. But. Yeah. That's good to know. Uh, still, as a movie, it's still, still, still pretty low for me. And that's the last of my lower tier. The 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 good. The bottom but five not for excellent. you are the bottom five. Yeah. Okay. My bottom. That, that my tier. number. So 10, now we're moving into my excellent. Okay. My number ten is is Book of Boba Fett, which, <clears throat> like, can I can I just tell you again how badly I wished that they had just paid off the Tusken Raiders. I still think one of the coolest things that Boba could have done was make this alliance and bring the Tuscans into civilization, his alliance with them and them coming to help him at the end or something Mm -hmm. would have just been the, the coolest thing ever. Like 
Boba Fett, and then you would have the the gaffy stick making more sense because it would be a symbol yeah. to them, to all of the Tuscans, of him being one of them and one of, obviously, you know, this bridge between the two peoples. I can't believe that they missed out on that. And I, I, can't, yeah. I also can't believe that literally, like, the whole negotiating Crime Lord's Godfather stuff was all just, you know, a waste. Because basically he sat yeah. down at the table... He did no negotiating. He just talked big. They all turned against him, and he had to kill them all. Okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> big surprise. Big suspense there. Good storytelling there. For those reasons, it just it can't reach any higher. Even though I really liked Tomorrow's performance, Ming Na Wen was great, mm-hmm. and was. obviously the two episodes with Mando are a plus Star Wars content. <laughs> just, just really, really good stuff. Uh, <clears throat> so that's my 10 and with, with kind of like you've already had book of Boba. So is there anything else that we needed to say about Boba? Like, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I think we, I think we also don't tell us that you're going to have a rancor and, or that he, he is going to ride a rancor, but two episodes before you're going to have him ride the rancor. Cause then there's no more surprise. Yeah. We were, we were just waiting for it yeah. at that point. We're like, all right, it has to come here. You can, you can just bring it on and then have him show up with it writing it and then we'll say that's way cooler yeah number yep. nine so your excellence my starting in my excellence my number nine is the phantom menace okay. uh boy there's so much i love about this movie i'm mostly just going to be ta- gushing from this point on <clears throat> uh uh, the, I love the politics in this movie. Mm. I love, even though they don't make sense uh, at times. I love the um, uh, the, the action in the movie. I love the uh, uh, I love the, the the fight scenes at the end. You know, I think that Phantom Menace, despite all the hate it gets, the intercutting of the battles between you have the the lightsaber duel, you have the um, uh, the the characters making it through the palace and then you have uh, Anakin in, in, in the space battle yeah is it is shows how George Lucas can do intercutting he does intercutting in Revenge of the Sith with two action battles but it's not the same because it's not as complex and it's they're both lightsaber battles this proved in the prequels <clears throat> that even though the, a lot of people didn't like the prequels he still has the skills the, 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 the cutting skills that, that he had in the original trilogy mm-hmm. so for that alone, it makes it into the excellent. The thing keeping it down is the Tatooine um, pod race sequence. It's fun, but it's... I know for some people, it's what made the movie for them. And for me, I'm like... I would have preferred more time on Naboo with the politics or in Coruscant with the politics. Personally, I could have done less with time on Tatooine. Mm. So that's my number nine. Um... <clears throat> Great. I can't wait to talk about that one in a minute. My number nine <laughs> is uh, Solo. Solo, mm-hmm. which had a very negative fan reaction overall. But I think I've moved it ahead of all of the sequel trilogy and the book of Boba Fett and Attack of the Clones. Um, <clears throat> as a whole, what this movie does, yes. like, it's a good standalone movie. And if you just sit back and yeah. watch it and give it a chance, like... I have to I have to admit to like part of me is giving it a little bit of a break and that's because they had to change directors obviously right. and you have like you have a movie that makes sense when you had a situation where he took over a project like 
and he didn't shoot like 70% of the footage and he had to piece together a movie. Um, like the, yeah. the biggest critics for me, like of this movie are like the way they tell his name is solo, you know, um, <clears throat> I liked Tobias Beckett. Honestly, I liked, you know, I liked Emil- mm-hmm. Amelia Clark. I didn't love yeah. Alden. I just, I like him. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like his, yeah. his performance dragged it because he wasn't Han and everybody wanted him to be Han, but to be that charismatic of a character like Harrison Ford is, he's an A-list actor for a reason. And he absolutely just sets the bar so high that I don't know that anybody could step into those shoes and succeed literally. Um, But you did have Donald Glover hopping into Mm -hmm. the shoes in such a way (laughs) that you kind of sit there and scratch your head. Okay. Well, Billy D. Williams is extremely charismatic, too. So that must mean Donald Glover is also extremely charismatic. Um, <laughs> and Billy D. Williams is not an alienist actor like Harrison Ford. So he's yeah. not having to carry those double love scenes. And Alden, I'm sure that he's, he's good, but he didn't, he didn't have a... I don't think he had a role in which he could have succeeded. I think he was set up to fail. And that's yeah. not fair on him. Um, I think he did a good job for what he was asked to do. Um, but that's why it's there. So my ninth favorite and yeah, people should give it a a chance. I don't, I don't, you know, hate it the way that a lot of fans do. It's got a good soundtrack. You know, it's, it's interesting how the, um, how some, some of the effects on like rise of Skywalker are, 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 are weak and he had two and a half years. To, to make that Ron Howard reshot nine more than 90% of uh, solo 90 and he yeah 90% uh, they scrapped all but just a few scenes which I, I if we can pick apart I think I know exactly which scenes he kept in because uh, they don't feel like they don't feel like they match with the rest of the movie but they reshot like 90% of the movie and they did it all in under a year he's he started in like June or July when he took over the reshoots, uh, and they the film came out in May. They had a hard date. They were not moving it, which they should have, <clears> but they were not moving it. And so he just got it done. <clears throat> and the specs, I think it looked better in Solo than <clears throat> most of the sequel trilogy movies, which they had more time. Yeah. So I just find that really funny. The, uh, the Whatever anyway. writers, they didn't work for me in Solo. And the Elbot, the weird, like, droid freedom L3, plot... Uh, uh, L337. Yeah, that whole plot didn't work. And then the, yeah, the writers with the, the red-headed girl, they didn't... And Fist Nest. She, that whole story didn't work too well for me either. Um, but it, to me, it was not as offensive as, like, you know... It, it just, it just as is that Book of Boba Fett, um, even though if it was, like, episode five or six alone of Boba Fett, then they would be way yeah. higher on this list. Way higher. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah. I get All right. So you're eight. All right. What's your eight? My number eight is what I'm, I'm probably going to be drawn and quartered right now for this. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Um, uh, intercutting of this movie is probably the best of any Star Wars movie. Um, at the, in, the, in the final act. Uh, it's really good. Um, there's elements of the movie that like the Dagobah scenes while written and acted and produced fantastically aren't as much fun for me, Um, even though I think they're really well done. Uh, And 
Uh, also, as a kid, this is weird. So as a kid, we always skipped the Tatooine scenes. Um, uh, so we like whenever we started the movie, we started right when when the Falcon leaves Tatooine. Um, uh, Why? And. Uh, it was because of the, the, the Leia bikini uh, scenes. So the, your but, parents wouldn't let you uh, watch it because of that. Up until, so, uh, yeah, so they, we watched starting with the, the, the Falcon Leaping. Anyway, I've gone back and since we watched it a ton mm. of the whole thing. <clears throat> and I still am sometimes like, can I just start with the Falcon Leaping? Because the Tatooine plot, I don't know. It feels like, a, well, we kind of have, since we put Han in this position, we have to go do this. But I would have preferred more time with the Rebellion. I wish that that <clears throat> opening could have been the Rebellion making gains and thus showing the Empire reacting to them. And, oh, no, the Rebellion's coming back. Now we need to speed up the Death Star and see, maybe seeing the Emperor have discussions with advisors or something instead of the Tatooine plot there. So still really good, but of the weak, original trilogy, the weakest for me. But, again, that and that last act, last act, some of the best intercutting of Star Wars Ever so mm. has some really high moments, but I'm gonna get drawn and quartered for this. <laughs> well, I can't talk about it until it's time for me on my list. <laughs> we'll be waiting a long time. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe that's your eighth. You realize that that one has a fan score and a Rotten Tomato score way high in the 90s. Fan score is like 94. That's like third, well, there were, third highest <laughs> of any Star Wars property. That's like. Ninety four is really really high for anything, but yeah. Part of the part of the problem with Rotten Tomatoes is uh, <clears throat> it's essentially like a straight up or down. If you give a movie a uh, if if everyone gives the movie a six out of ten, it'll get a hundred percent. If every single movie, uh, if every single person gives the movie a five out of ten, the movie gets a zero percent. So it doesn't measure how much someone liked the movie, but. In that case, everyone loves it a lot. Mm. That, that's true with that movie. But that's the problem with using Rotten Tomatoes as a, an accurate score mm. keeper. Because I'm in the 94% that I like the movie. It's just not my favorite. <clears throat> because, again, I love I've just about all Star Wars. So like, there's stuff I just love even more than that. Mm. That makes me more excited. So that's my number eight. All right. My eight is going to be the one that I am already rethinking. Um, and that is Obi-Wan Kenobi. The series we just okay. finished. Um, <clears throat> I honestly think the the parts of this that to me are better than Solo are just having Vader be Vader. Good voice. Interactions where he's awesome. Overall, he was solid. I I think it's possible with, with all of the, like, I would say irrelevant... Reva subplot things that happened that I did not enjoy. Maybe this won't age as well. The question I have is, do I feel like rewatching it? Do I feel like right now going back and rewatching it? And do I like it would be here's the answer. You ready? It would depend on who yeah. I was with. Ooh. Ooh. Like, that's a good point. My mom grew up with Leia as her hero. And so yeah. I would love to rewatch this and be like, oh, mom, you're going to love this series and watch it with my mom. And because she's going to love every second of the Leia scenes and I'll I'll enjoy it more because she does. And, you know, I think she likes Ewan McGregor a lot, too. So, you know, I would say for that reason, yes, move it up. I would rewatch it. I would rewatch it before I watched Solo 
Um, but maybe only because it's shorter and Solo's a long movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. episodes of Kenobi, I would definitely go back and watch certain episodes and certain scenes. Like, I would go back, I would probably watch, like, one, two, and then, like, skip right to five and six, you know? <laughs> That's what I would do. Right. Um, so, yeah. Any other thoughts on Kenobi? Because when, it, when we talk about Kenobi, like... Give it some simmer time. Let it let it yeah. let it yeah. sit in the fridge. We'll we'll let those flavors marinate and come back and microwave it the next <laughs> in about a year and see if we're if we're still cooking with something that's that's tasty or else it's it has expired. Um, what's your what's your seven? I'm curious. What do we got to? And by the way, I My I do not know your list. In case anybody's out there, okay. like we made our list. He may have skimmed my list. I don't know his list at all. I like. I looked at barely. Like I, I yeah. So, uh, yeah. My number seven is uh, Solo. So not too far away from yours, but uh, boy, I loved the adventure in Solo. Instantly rewatchable. I love rewatching it. But for me, uh, I know I disagree with everyone on this. What makes this movie for me is the soundtrack. Oh my! I listen to this. I genuinely <laughs> like my phone. Whenever I pull up YouTube, one of the first things I'm always recommended is the solo soundtrack because I listen to it that much because <laughs> I love it that much. Um, but uh, it's I also really like Amelia Clark. I really like Alden Ehrenreich. I think he's a very underrated actor. I think he can do a lot more. And I think that if they had done this as a TV show, a la Kenobi. Instead, I think it would have done much better um, in the fandom. Mm. Uh, and I also think that um, uh, it was a... Uh, I, I also think that like the part that didn't work for you absolutely worked for me in The Cloud Riders uh, with Enfys Nest. I really liked um, uh, the, the action scenes with the Maelstrom. I really enjoyed uh, the whole twists and turns with, with uh, um, Emily Clark's character, Akira. I also uh, really enjoyed Lando in the movie. The one part of the movie that I'm with you don't particularly love is uh, L337, but it, it doesn't drag it down that much for me. It's just a, I just bristle at it when I watch it. Um, mm. uh, and I just... It, I, I like uh, John Kasdan's writing. I think that it tells the type of story that I would want to see from, from a fan writer. So I like that aspect of it. But I can tell it did not get the fan reaction and it also just doesn't get, give me the overall feeling as a movie that some of the other Star Wars movies and shows do. So that's why it, it isn't able to make it into the upper echelons. Hmm. Yep. Well, that's very interesting. I, I agreed with most of what you said, so... Um, the soundtrack, especially I, man, we've, we've talked about John Powell, but like his use of drums is the thing that separates, isn't it? Yeah. So my first John Powell was like how to train your dragon. And that score is like, it, it was way above the movie that accompanied, even though how, how to train your dragon is a good movie with several sequels, but the flight scene for that is a, it's a flight called test drive. That yeah, that that track oh, is next. Track. It's next level. It, he went way harder on that soundtrack than people expected him yep. to. He um, <clears throat> so he did that. He did it with Star Wars music, and his his best tracks are not the unique stuff from Solo. It's the remixes of John Williams right. tracks that he does with yeah. the drums and his own version. I think that's what he does yeah. the best. I will. He, d- he does that really well. I, my favorites are his originals, but that's just me. But I will say uh, he, 
I, for me, my favorite track of his of all time is Romantic Flight from, uh, uh, from How to Train Your Dragon. Mm. Uh, that's a good fun. That really works for me. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah, his soundtrack is, is great. But that's, yeah, we've talked about that. I hope he'll do more <laughs> Star Wars. I do. Maybe, maybe so. I do. Uh, he only does, like, one movie a, a year, which is really shocking to me. Like, Giacchino and Lauren Balf and Desplat and um, all those, they're doing, like, four or five movies and TV shows, and they're running around. He, he does, like, one project a year, and he spends a long time on it. <clears throat> so he has lots of prep time. Hmm. Well, what do you think about, for my number seven, me putting The Phantom Menace? Yeah, it's close to where mine was, so, yeah. Here's my defense of it, and I know a lot of people hate this, but I really think, when I rewatch this movie, um, and I know they've added stuff, this is one of those that Disney's added some extra scenes and things to, um, but honestly, the biggest critique I have of this movie it is Anakin. Yeah. I love this movie top to bottom. I think it flows. You get great performances from Liam Neeson. Maul is a fantastic mm. villain. Terrifying, intimidating, athletic. He's got the best theme, the best the one of the, one of the best lightsaber yeah. duels. Um yeah. Ewan McGregor is great. Jar Jar is very, very funny. I I don't hate him at all. I know people do, but he's not mm-hmm. the problem to me. The problem is Anakin <laughs> is too young. And having him crush yeah. on a girl who's clearly like already through puberty An and he's not, um, <laughs> it doesn't work. And so I would have aged Anakin up two or three years, had her one year older than him instead of like three or four years older than him and have them. Oh, you know, at, when you're 14 and a girl's 15, you can crush on her and that's no big deal. When you're 14 and he's nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, whoa, now, hold up, hold up. It'll be okay. It'll be okay when, you know, she's, you know, 25 and you're 21. Okay, well, that's better. Um, But, like, 14 to 9, no, that's not going to work so well. So the question, the, uh, the best part to come out of this movie is Weird Al Yankovic's, uh, uh, the Syrianican guy, because... That's where everyone learned, oh, he's, she's 14 and he's 9. They didn't actually know the ages. And <laughs> I knew because I had the, uh, the Star Wars Visual Dictionary, the right. Episode 1 Visual Dictionary. That was, that was basically the thing that got me learning all these Star Wars trivia facts. Because like, I had the original trilogy, Visual Dictionary, Episode 1, etc. I always had them, always got them. You've seen them. I've still got some of them on the coffee table in my house. Yeah. yeah. So those are the ones mm-hmm. I grew up with. I've had those for like some of them 20 years plus. Um, yeah. Anyway, but the, you know, when we talk about like I, the whole story, um, the interplay, the cutting was great. Phantom Menace is a great Star Wars movie. And anybody who says mm-hmm. otherwise, no. I will, I will disagree <laughs> with you because I like to rewatch that movie. And when I rewatch it, I'm like, this is good. This is a good movie. The, you, you said you didn't quite love the pod racing stuff as much. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's because Anakin's just a little too young. When you have, I age him up just a little bit, just a little bit. And it makes him just Anakin being more likable. Once we got Clone Wars Anakin, it was so likable. I keep saying that mm-hmm. phrase. Like, I keep saying that phrase for some reason. Why was he so lovable? Like, why was he universally adored as some people's favorite version of Anakin? Clone Wars Anakin. Yeah. I would say it's simply 
and and I, I don't think it's anything to do with Hayden, not at all. It's all into the writing and direction. You get to yeah. see you get to see Anakin being a good mentor, <clears throat> and you get to see character traits about him not just being really strong or a really good dude, but caring for his men, looking out, sacrificing even for droids, like sacrificing, putting his life on the line. So when we take mm-hmm. those characteristics and like you look at young Anakin, and I don't I don't see the correct because <clears throat> how did he get to be that sacrifice for other people person? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Okay, Phantom Menace, great film. Palpatine was the Sith Lord all along. Most of us figured that out. A lot of people were still wondering, like, wait, how is this senator? Is he really the Dark Lord? I put it together. (laughs) True story. He plays both characters in the credits. (laughs) Ah, we're starting to realize. Clever. (laughs) A surprise to be sure, but a welcome one. But a welcome one. (laughs) <laughs> That's what movie we got that line from. So there we go. <laughs> hey, we're on to number um, <clears throat> six for you. Yes. Top My number six. six is The Force Awakens. Ah, as you said, when this came, film came out, I loved it. I went back so many times to rewatch it. They were all great. It was so fun. The scene uh, where, like, I, I, I absolutely love, like, I already was sold on the idea of the Finn and Ray relationship. But mm-hmm. there is a scene where they are um, uh, going into an elevator and Finn's wearing his jacket. When it cuts and you see them again, they're out in the cold. He's not wearing the jacket anymore. Ray's wearing the jacket. And you see that he gave her the jacket on, on the way out of the <clears throat> elevator. Aww. And I was just like, it, 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 it was just a little moment. I didn't catch it in theaters. I didn't catch it till, till rewatches. Mm. And it just, it worked for me so well because it, it showed such character on his part. Yeah. I do not Gentleman. like, the, the, I do not like him running away in the cantina when he's trying to, t- trying to escape. Um, I feel like that was a little cheesy and it, 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 it wasn't necessary. Um, uh, I felt like if, if Ray had, if the, he had not run away, he just stayed at the table, and Ray had gone off and done her own thing separately. Um, it would have played much better for his character. That scene is, feels a little weird, but the music in this one, I think, is the best of the uh, sequel trilogy. Um, I think that there's the great setup that never got paid off, but great setup, uh, and really did a great job of capturing the imagination of everyone. They, everyone was truly excited when this one came out. It had high expectations and met them. Whereas you have uh, Last Jedi had high expectations, didn't meet them, and Rise of Skywalker had low expectations and kind of met them, but kind of. Um, uh, and then Solo had like low expectations for me and way exceeded them. So this was one where it had the high and met them. So that's why it's my number six. Well, you clearly like the rest of the sequel trilogy more than I do, which is yeah. why, because like Force Awakens, it would still be up there if the rest of the sequel trilogy for me had done really great stuff. Had done better. And I wonder, yeah. like, I mean, obviously, if New Hope had bombed, like we wouldn't Ooh. we wouldn't have the rest of the series. But what if we got New Hope yeah. was great, but then Empire and Return were garbage? Like, what yep. would what kind? Nobody would remember. Except for the cult fan of, oh, this one good Star Wars movie. There's, yeah, you just need to see the original. Don't worry. There's other two. This, yeah. Uh, whatever. It's Jaws, <laughs> Jaws 2 and 3. It's okay. It'd be, it'd be like the Halloween movies. We're like, okay, don't, don't watch these sequels. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I put as number six a movie that 
I have tried to give it a better score. I've tried <laughs> to like it more. <laughs> um, and it it is gradually moving up the list a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I know what I don't understand other people's like obsession with this movie because Rogue One does not have to me any kind of like points of it that to me get anywhere near the original trilogy or you know <clears throat> like top. It's at no point is that movie top tier Star Wars to me. Is it any point? Is that mm-hmm. in any point? Is it bad Star Wars? No, no. It's good throughout. It's good throughout. It's world building. It's uh, a self-contained, different story. It it kind of gets the New Hope transition really well. It gives us some cool moments yeah. of Vader. It's not bad at any point. I like it, but I don't get how it's like. I really don't like the Vader being old on his voice. And I really, really hate the Tarkin CGI so much. The whole time I'm watching Tarkin and CGI, I'm thinking to myself, like, you have Vader. You realize if you just use Vader, you don't have to, like, bad CGI this guy's face. Because when I was watching this in the theater, I couldn't even look at his face. It was so bad. It was so fake to me. Like, it really, really bothered me. And I know other people that didn't bother them, so that's... You know, even yeah. the Leia CGI at the end, that really bothered me, too. And the hope like her, the lips don't match the way that she says hope. It's just it doesn't fit quite right. There's just something that's just a little bit off and it bothered me. But Rogue One is still maybe, maybe in uh, in five years. We'll get Vivian uh, Blair to 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 re- reshoot that scene. I would have preferred. Yeah. Somebody else to just <laughs> and, and do the deep fake. Do that. You know, do that. But um. Anyway, so when it comes to Rogue One, I'm with people that it's good, but I am not with people that it's like top tier Star Wars. <laughs> I will hold hold my thoughts on that one. <laughs> uh, all right, top five. Uh, to- uh, yes, so my number five is the last of my excellence. We're not in my absolutely amazings, but this would also be controversial. The fact that this one's not in my Absolutely amazing. Don't say that it. Is Don't say it. Empire Strikes Back. What? Um, uh, what? <laughs> what? I thought I'd get a. a I thought I'd get a bigger reaction on. Uh, what? Uh, uh, Return of the Jedi. What? Wow. Okay. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. There was a point in my fandom where this was my least favorite movie before the sequels came out, um, because it is not like. It's not as fun for me. Um, uh, there's nothing in this movie that makes me excited when I go back and think about it, but I recognize it's an amazing, well-done movie. It's just not a movie I enjoy as much. It's so, like, the music's amazing, and the, 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 the shots are great, and the acting's great. All this stuff really works for the movie, it just is not as entertaining as others on the list. If, if you're going to say, grab some popcorn, we're going to watch a movie, your pick. It probably would take, unless we're doing a chronological rewatch or a release order or something, like a rewatch in order of something, it's not what I would pick. I have to just stop. Um, like, whereas, what, when you meet an average Star Wars fan on the street. I know they're all, everyone's, everyone else's is yeah. uh, Empire like, Strikes Back. Like, what, what do you say to them? Like when they when like, well we could watch Good a new hope, but let's watch Empire. Let's just go straight to the best I'm one. I'm like, okay, 
if you're if you're choosing that, that's fine. But if you're if you're letting me choose, <laughs> we're not we're not doing that one. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I have thoughts I about it, but I'm going <laughs> to save mine. But I think a lot of people out there are really going. They're they're wondering about your about your grading system if that one's out of your top three, uh, which it's number five because yeah it's number five because uh, it's it's just not like my like my enjoyment is probably what I put as my number one most important thing uh, compared to everything else compared to the writing and the directing and the acting and and the <clears throat> fan reaction all that stuff my enjoyment of something is still my number one thing and that's why. Just doesn't make it. I mean, but Empire no is fear. a Empire there is, is a, a perfect there, movie. There's, there's yes, there is a an original trilogy movie in my top list. So no, don't worry about uh, that. <clears throat> okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> so my number five is The Mandalorian, a show. Ooh, that is way lower than I thought you a would. A show put it. which I love. I love. Really, you thought I would put it higher than that? Um, oh yeah. No, I I, I really like <laughs> it. It's well, anything five and up, it's like, you know, what are you gonna do? There, <laughs> there's hardly any difference between them. They're all. I would I would instantly say let's rewatch any of them right now. I'm like, this is top top tier Star Wars. This is the best that there is for me. The five mm-hmm. that I haven't listed yet are the best five things in Star Wars. There's no question about it. Yeah, and that's what I would recommend to anybody. And immediately mm-hmm. we would go watch it, and I would defend it completely. But if you said to me, it's May the 4th, let's rewatch Star Wars, I would expect for you to recommend one of the five things remaining. <clears throat> like, yeah. And depending on who I was with, like if I was my parents, it would be one of the original trilogy movies. Like, if I'm with someone my age, it might be the remaining prequel movie. You know, <clears throat> If I'm with you, it might be Mandalorian. I don't know. You know, Because we're going to sit there and like watch a lot instead of just like... anyway right but here's the thing about mandalorian um i love i love that it took its its chance in season one to just take its time like develop Mm -hmm. and then it does get criticized in season two for the thing that i love that it did which is bringing connections in to these other characters but if it had failed to execute them properly i would have a big problem it brought in a great version of all the characters well done, but it yeah. stands alone in its own story. It's still being driven by its own story. It's kicking them off. He's a character with the charisma that you would see someone like Tony Stark having to build out the, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like the Marvel cinematic universe. I'm not saying that yeah. like Pedro Pascal has that same, cause he did not succeed when he tried his hand in, you know, wonder woman 84, uh, with that same, but when it came to like, he was also a villain in that. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. but uh, <clears throat> when it came to like this particular show, the right, the right components seem to like fall perfectly in alignment with uh, the 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 right mind, the right direction, the right enthusiastic person that's obsessive about Mandalorian lore and telling stories about these type of characters and just letting the world be obsessed with T-shaped fires the way that he is, you know. Um, that, you know, with John and Dave, I can't just... You can't bring together those two people and call it luck. That was that was the Lord giving us a blessing is what that was. <laughs> 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 even, even George would be like, 
Yeah, that old baby Yoda stuff's pretty good, you know. Her, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually like that. The picture of him holding the baby is just yeah, precious. Yeah, when you when you saw that, that was like literally that was George saying, "This is good stuff. I'm okay with this." <laughs> like you don't have him like holding you know Snoke's head, uh, you know after he's decapitated and or he's cut in half. Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and put Mandalorian as my fifth favorite. You. Where did you have is your... Or we're on four, aren't we? Yeah. So what do you have for... My number, f- my number four is Revenge of the Sith. So uh, I really... Uh, this one... Oh, boy, is it, is, is it an interesting rewatch. Um, the ending, it's so tragic, but so good. Mm. Um, so entertaining. Like, that's how you make a dark movie entertaining for me, is it's still <clears throat> a lot of fun with the action scenes. Um, the music's so good. The, uh, uh, I think it's, it has the best writing in the prequels, certainly. Um, uh, I, I think visually it's also, like, Utapau is such a visually stunning uh, place. Uh, same with, you know, uh, the whole uh, Mustafar sequence and the, the battle in the Senate. Uh, like, all that, all that works really well there. Um, so I, I really like just about everything about this movie. I really don't have much to say other than really? I just like other things more. Everything else I like more than this. Like, everything else that's above on my list, it's not that I dislike <clears throat> this. It's just that the other stuff I like more. Um. So. My number four is also Revenge of the Sith, so that's okay. Let's talk the about one it. One time we're 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 the same. <laughs> do, you, do you know Do you know what the uh, fan score is on Rotten Tomatoes? I don't. I'm pretty sure this is the one time where a fan score is the fans being aware of a meme, because the fan score is 66. 66. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh man, I They're don't like, oh, I don't want to make raise it." No, over you it. can't lower it or raise it. No. <laughs> You gotta keep it at 66. That's the rule. Uh, the fans that's are fantastic. aware of the meme. That's literally that's how great it is. You know what's for like a rewatch? I honestly will go to this as my probably my most rewatched of all Star Wars movies because you don't have to get into it. It starts with action and is nonstop throughout. You get more lightsaber battles in this movie than in any other Star Wars film. You get, you know, you get more space battles. There's just, everything in it is as much Star Wars as you could possibly have. And it's the culmination of really all of the great things that we got in the prequels. From the politics <clears throat> to Anakin's whole story culminating in the, in the turn. The parts that are janky are still his relationship with Padme and the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, which are made tremendously better if you've seen The Clone Wars. Tremendously, tremendously better. Um, But overall, none of those in in any way diminish for me the quality of this movie. And even though people, I I still talk to people who, you know, they're the original trilogy guys. And they're like, ah, Revenge was okay, but it was still George doing this. And And they grumble, grumble, grumble. And I'm like, look, please, please stop. Because this is a great film. And it's not just the best of the prequels. It's literally the best thing that George has done since Return of the Jedi, period. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, Hayden, great performance. It's so much better than Attack of the Clones. And it's partly the way that oh, he's writing, sure. the part, the way that his character is written. Um, Ewan was great. You know, Sam Jackson was great. 
uh, Yoda was great. <laughs> we get we get so many so many things that were set up in Revenge of the Sith that you've got like a measurable spinoffs coming out of this show and leading up to this show or to the yeah. fr- from that movie. That's how great mm-hmm. it was. When you have a movie so great, you can do prequels to it, sequels to it. Everything is everything is dependent on the events that happened in that movie, you know? Yeah. And so anyway, really, really good. I'm glad we both had it at uh, four. I feel like four is an appropriate spot for it. What's your three? All right. Is it going to be? My number three is The Mandalorian. Okay. All right. Uh, so, so good. So little to criticize about this. Um, again, <clears throat> just about every, like I've been going back and rewatching snippets of everything in, a, in the show and I'm just like, I love this show. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just superb. Um, <clears throat> it's weakest moments are better than other shows and movies, best moments. Um, uh, it's, it's so amazing. The quality of this show compared to some of the other stuff that the, the Disney plus has put out recently and other also just other TV shows in general have put out. Mm-hmm. Um, the only show TV show I think that's done better is game of Thrones, but other than game of Thrones, I think like this is like when it comes to big budget action television. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, uh, and I'm of course like for everything you talked about, I, I love the, the, the action, the writing, the tone, the tone works so well for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way it's kind of building out a universe. There is a, a Mando uh, which it's funny that we started referring to that like after season <clears throat> one, and now we're almost to season three, and we're still using that kind of terminology because uh, mm. it's still building that way. Um, uh, the music is great, so different than anything else. It's this the most unique music we've gotten, and yet it still works so well. Yeah, it is an ex- this is an example of taking a risk and paying off. There is one other movie, one other time where Lucasfilm post George has taken a risk and it's supremely paid off other times it's like kind of worked kind of not like uh with last jedi it didn't really work for them for um uh book of boba fett kind of kind of not obi-wan kind of kind of not this is the time where they took a risk now nah, nailed it even even the people who i i have one family member who refuses to like to watch anything star wars in the like the disney era he's willing to watch the 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 um the Mandalorian. So it shows how it brings fans together. So that's why it's my number three. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm with you on how good it is. It's, uh, it's just hard to put it above those four movies for me, the original trilogy. And <laughs> so if you're paying any attention to my list, all I've got left is really the, <laughs> is the original the th- trilogy, the three original trilogy <laughs> movies. So this, and I, and I always have to start here because all three of them are, you know, debatably the best and could be the best depending on who your favorite characters are and like what are your mm-hmm. favorite scenes so if you want to like note from me my favorite character is Luke and I find him and his journey to be the most compelling in the moments where he is finally confronting Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi <clears throat> and that's like a high point for Luke for me, that's that's huge, um, but I also love you know uh, the, you know when it comes to like Han, I'm I'm I love him, but he's not my favorite character. I love when it comes to like uh, any of the Leia scenes; she's great. Um, but I love Vader, and I love Luke. Vader and Luke are my two. So number three is going to be A New Hope, 
And here, the people scratch their head and go, what? But it's the original. It's because of the place and development and time. Like, I love the Imperial March. There's no Imperial March. So the Vader yeah. that we get is good. The Luke that we get is a little annoying. Uh, he's still learning. He's still growing. I like the Luke when he's on more in the middle of his journey at the end of his journey. Um, <clears throat> but when it comes to New Hope, there's really no debating. Like, it's a perfect movie from top to bottom. It's just like Empire. Maybe say it's a perfect movie. Like, um, I don't like the. You know how they have the uh, X wings kind of like. They're riding on a horse, like up and down, the way that they filmed that. And later, <laughs> later, George just like took that out because he's like, "This is dumb." Uh, that wasn't in any of the prequels when they were flying a starship. Um, so I, that was one of my critiques with it. My other biggest critique with this is that in the version that we can watch now, which is all that's available, they added back in the scene with Jabba the Hutt that shouldn't even be in the movie because it's pointless. Right, the special edition scene where they have Jabba appear before they load the Millennium Falcon, and he basically has the same dialogue sequence that Han had just shared with Greedo. So it's useless. <clears throat> I just despise that. It's so dumb. It takes away from the movie. It's it's just pointless. The the other CGI stuff. I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. Make it less obnoxious and less in the way because it's just like big roar, big monster, big whatever creature. Like, no, the, the original was fine. Um, so, like, the despecialized edition of this, I re- prefer that the most. I love that the most. But So that's my three. Um, you're number two. I'm guessing you're number two is A New Hope. No. No? My number two is... My number is two gonna is be- Wrath of Khan. No, dude. <laughs> um, uh, my, my number two is Rogue One. Um, ah, so I, I really thought it was going to be number one. Okay. No, my number two and my number one are like perfect movies for me. Um, rewatchable so much. So impressive for me. Rogue <coughs> One, the, it, del- it, it exceeded expectations for me because I was just, I, we didn't know what a spinoff was going to look like and it set a high bar. The, the action is great. The, um, I really like the plot in this one. The, the, it's, it's, like a, it's like a heist plot, uh, but also kind of like a traditional Star Wars movie plot. Um, uh, it, it ties so well into A New Hope. The, 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 the last act is so great. Um, uh, I, I love all the characters everywhere from Jin or so to Galen or so to Orson Krennic to I didn't, I, it did not bother me the um uh the Tarkin stuff because I before this is where seeing reading reading the books sometimes before the movies can color things I had already read Catalyst and so the the Tarkin and uh Krennic dynamic was already very present in my mind so as soon as I saw Tarkin I was like oh that's why they included him in Catalyst um uh and it <clears throat> it, it naturally made the two flow well for me mm. um uh and I think that uh the whole, uh, the the whole Death Star stuff is just like you see the scope of how big it is mm-hmm. um, in some of the shots, which I really like. And of course, Vader's voice didn't bother me. And despite how sh- little time he had, I think Giacchino did an admirable job with how quickly he made the score. 
Um, uh, and he does a cool thing where he has his own very unique themes that match Star Wars, and then he also brings back original Star Wars music uh, that was, hadn't been heard since A New Hope. So he did a great job with the score as well. Um, uh, I am very curious to see what the pre... Uh, uh, what, what the original ending was going to look like, uh, how dark they were, uh, Gareth Edwards was originally going to make it. Yeah. But because of was, how much I love... I really wonder... Seeing, seeing how well this movie is for me shows why I'm so excited for Andor, because it just... That's, that's a part of... The Rebellion versus the Empire is a part of Star Wars I, like, I love so much, and I thought they did so well here. Mm. So, It just didn't have any Jedi... It for me there was this that's this you don't have that it's like where's the there's also no balance. why solo barely worked as you had small at the end but yeah um, <clears throat> this is this may be a hot take but to me Vader in the Kenobi show is way better done than he is in in Rogue One and I know people love the hallway I think scene he's used sparing he's used sparingly in Rogue One they didn't he doesn't have the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, near as much, <clears throat> but even his so. walk in in Rogue One, <clears throat> what they did better was like the 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 visuals with like um, think about the the cinematography and the lack of shaky yeah. cam. Whenever they did those and like the way that they framed the shots around Vader and the smoke and just the angles that they took, the backgrounds, mm-hmm. the detail in the backgrounds, those were all much better than the, than it was in Kenobi. But Vader himself, from his the way he was walked and the way he acted to the force powers that he used and the way that he fought and spoke, especially spoke, was better in Kenobi than it was in Rogue One for me. And so that's my thoughts on that. Yeah. You're number uh, two. Okay. All right. So here's, here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Every time I make a list, I'm like, I don't want to offend people by putting Empire <laughs> number two. But if I put it in Empire number two, I have to really make an argument that Return of the Jedi is better. <clears throat> yeah. And I can't make the argument that Return of the Jedi is better as a whole overall. I can make an argument that Return of the Jedi has a literally perfect ending. That yeah. it, is, it is the best, <clears throat> most Star Wars for me, this, the back half of that movie, period. Literally, that's it. That's the best Star Wars gets. Yeah. And if I only had an hour, I would just watch that. That would be it. If I had... It's the old meme. If I had, you have one hour left to live. Uh, what, what do you watch? <laughs> the back half of Return of the Jedi. That's it. <laughs> that's it for me. Even, even the stuff with the Ewoks, I don't care. It's, it, it's all about that confrontation with Vader. And that, that means everything. Even the stuff with Han and Luke. Uh, and, or sorry, Han and Leia. And the realization there, and yeah, it's great. The so, when it comes to Return of the Jedi, you were talking about for some reason you did well. The, we know the reason. Your parents didn't want you to see a young Carrie the Fisher wearing a golden space bikini <clears throat> when you were little. So they prevented you from seeing some of the best parts. But which I've seen it like a dozen, two dozen times now. Yeah, you realize so. there's a lot of people that that was their first like awakening so to speak uh, <laughs> so i'm not saying that i'm among those but i was <laughs> that would be a weird thing to admit or to talk about although i'm sure some people do 
Um, <clears throat> that would be no. When I when I speak to that first half of the movie, I love the way that like Luke is presented at the very first time as a Jedi. He gets to be a Jedi and be the hero, and yeah. we get Han saying, "I owe you one." You know, after you know mm-hmm. we've gone from Han saving Luke, Han saving Luke to Luke actually shows up and actually saves the day, and his plan actually yeah. works. Um, and even like when they get captured, Luke's like, "Just stick by Chewie. We've got everything under control." You know. <laughs> uh, um, and I think the best musical moment um, <clears throat> I really in the movie is the uh, the the sail barge <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> with the tension building up and the lightsaber in R2 about to yeah. fire up and look, catch it. That's super great. <clears throat> Even though people like a uh, family guy in their version parody. Family guy. They, they ruined it for me. <laughs> <laughs> It was one of my favorite tracks that always... Even the when they leave uh, Tatooine, the soundtrack is so beautiful there. So, it is. It is really good. So my biggest complaint about this movie, and the reason it can never be better than Empire Strikes Back, is the Max Rebo... Uh, the Jedi Rocks, sorry. Jedi Rocks, not Max Rebo. Jedi Rocks is a terrible, terrible to, to song edition, and it's almost like I would skip that whole thing of the movie. Lopty Neck, the original, was okay. It was fine. I was, I was, it didn't offend me. I, in fact, more than the Leia bikini, it was one of the Twi'lek dancers that I was like, hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. There, there were many scantily clad <laughs> characters yes. in Jabba's palace. And we needed Jabba as a villain because he'd been set up yeah. as a villain. And that was our mm-hmm. first to see him. Yeah. Great. And it was a very empowering moment for Leia to strangle the, uh, <clears throat> the oppressor. The the, the the one thing that, that makes you not necessarily entirely the prequel person is that there's so much of the special edition original trill like original version that, that bothers you, that you still have this affinity for the way the they originally original came out. release. Whereas Yeah, I did not watch the pr- the special editions growing up. Those came yeah. later. I did see them. And when I watch it, I miss the old version. Most of the time. Empire is the one movie I will watch either version and be okay the entire way. There's only one there's line. Not that much. There's only one line in Empire that's different, but there are some things that I prefer, like you know Ian McDiarmid in Empire being in there instead. Yeah. But um. Anyway, so that would be number number two. Your number one, all that's left is A New Hope. Yep. So tell us, A New Hope. Why uh, is that the best? It's the Star Wars. It established. I love. Uh, tropes and Star Wars <clears throat> created the tropes really like they, they they were there but like not in popular culture it's in the same way that Lord of the <clears throat> Rings the books and the movies but the books established the genre of fantasy as we know it now like you will not have any fantasy now without it you would not have any sci-fi action blockbuster movies Without in the same same way, without a new hope, because it just changed the mold. It just was so unique, and it just worked somehow. And whenever I rewatch the movie, I am amazed at how much it works. And I, I have issues. Like I wish I could take out the music in uh, the TIE Fighter attack and replace it with the version from Solo, or, or even I would accept the version from Last Jedi, which I, bo- I think both of those are, or the, re- or the version from Return of the Jedi. Mm. Um, I think all those are better. Um, uh, but 
uh, <clears throat> I still love the movie cover to cover. It, it's <clears throat> it's just brilliant. I don't have the 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 feelings on the special edition because that's what I grew up on. I didn't see the um, uh, I didn't I didn't see the the original version on VHS until I was like fourteen. So hmm. by then the the special edition was ingrained in me, <clears throat> uh, and it was an old VHS version, so it was still kind of grainy. So it just didn't. Have you seen well. now like a high quality? Version without a high quality. No, I've only seen the I've only seen the VHS like low quality version. You need to look up so. the despecialized version. You've heard mm-hmm. of that, right? I have heard of it. It's worth it. It's so good. It's really it's really makes yeah. a difference. Like, what do you, you like? You know the Greedo scene or um, the the Java scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those it just it just doesn't doesn't bother me. It's for me. so it works bad. Well. No, it's so bad. Like even the editing of how like Han steps on his tail, and like yeah. jumps yeah, up. But, yeah, it's so yeah. bad. I just find it funny. I just I just laugh at it whenever I oh. whenever I see it. But yeah, it's still it's like it's. Uh, it, I, I know some people who refuse to call it a New Hope, and they just call it Star Wars because that's what it was for them. And I don't I don't have that feeling. But I can say if we're saying quintessential Star Wars for me, it's a new hope. So, so you would say it's all down here from there. George made the first movie and like George, you peaked. <laughs> I mean, I think Star that Wars peaked. everything else is everything else is a very, 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 very close second. <laughs> okay. But you wouldn't know it because like if something's 100 and something else is 99, it's so close. Like it feels like perfection mm. either way. Well, Empire was is perfection. That's the that's the number one. <laughs> and there is no there is no critique of Empire that I can't say no, no. There's nothing you can point to and be like, and I'll and I'll complain. No, you've got beautiful themes. One of the best soundtracks, if not the best soundtrack. Yeah. You've got no weaknesses in the characters. You've got you don't have like Ewoks, which are controversial and thrown in there. You don't have bad Jabba the Hutt CGI scenes. You know, you don't have, like, even... There's nothing janky about it. It's got... Mm-hmm. It's got pacing. It's got the hero, Luke, basically becoming a Jedi for the first time. His first lightsaber duel against, like, the biggest, baddest dude ever. <laughs> and then yeah. the revelation that you can't possibly top. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> like, nothing has been more earth-shattering in any movie than that revelation. <laughs> like, there's not a, any revelation in any movie that's going to make number one on a list that's like a turn in a movie series that nobody saw coming. No, that's it. That's the best one. That's literally it. And any other one that comes is that's supposedly better, it was inspired by that. <clears throat> that's just, that's just yeah. how it goes. Um, but it's a, it's a beautifully written movie. The score... The, the dialogue is great. I love the ending sequence uh, paired up so beautifully with the, the Rebel Alliance theme. Um, <clears throat> have they, as they look off into the distance at this, you know, yeah. um, just gorgeous starship view. Um, Luke goes through like a trial where he loses. Like, this is a movie that shows you how to have hope after loss. Like, yeah. you're sitting there going, I have to see what happens next because, like, this is the perfect setup for Return of the Jedi. If we had gotten this in Attack of the Clones or 
Last Jedi had been this way, you know, anywhere near the setup mm-hmm. of this movie. Like, oh my gosh, like here you are, you have the main character lose a battle and he he loses in his, his flesh, get Han captured, you know, what what in the, what are they going to do? Like there's literally like you're going, how do we survive after this? So it was it's hard to make any argument, even though I love parts of Return of the Return of the Jedi better parts parts of overall a high points of that better but i think empire is number one um <clears throat> i don't know in a new hope ways that would have been better for me to move it up the list is believe it or not even just a small thing now watching this is leia's face when when obi-wan dies yeah they should. They. They. In hindsight, I wish they had done more. Because I that. rewatched A New Hope the other day, and of course I loved it. Um, I watched her face as Obi Wan dies, and she's like, "Whatever." She's looking at Luke. She's like, "Yeah." She, she's not even looking at Obi Wan. And then later, she's counseling Luke, and she's like, "You know, he's sitting there gushing, gushing, and talking about Obi Wan." And he's had much more time with she's, him. She's yeah. She's actually had more interaction with with Obi Wan than Luke had. On screen, anyway. On so, screen. <clears throat> um, but that's all because of recontextualization. Yeah, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> the yeah, the silly, the silly, you know, <laughs> X wings bouncing up and down like a trampoline seat. You know that that bothers me. Uh, but yeah, it's it's super good. Uh, I wish when they I wish when they wrote it, they had known more of where they were going. Because they would have just thrown in one line here or there that would have been just a little bit better foreshadowing, or we gotten yep. you know just a slightly better reference. But it's the original; it stands on its own. Yeah, I I, I think it's it's inseparable the top three. But for me personally, it goes Empire, Jedi, New Hope. But mm-hmm. anyway, yeah. When it comes to this very list, very good, man. Very good, man. Everybody's gonna everybody's gonna have a different list. I, I think if yeah. you're a Star Wars fan, you're allowed that. You're 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 totally allowed that, and nobody nobody tell you like you you're not allowed to like something. How dare you like that thing? Unless it's Last Jedi, of course. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> I had, I had someone comment. You know, I was doing a live stream the other day, and someone brought up favorite movies, and someone commented, "The Last Jedi is their favorite movie," and I was like, "Interesting." Well, <clears throat> I, and they were not being. Joking. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were not. They were not being facetious. No, I'm sure there are those people that uh, they like being divisive. They really want to upset <laughs> the waters, so to speak. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, when it when it uh, when it all settles, the fact that we've gotten so much Star Wars means everybody likes it enough to keep watching. Yep, and that's part of, <laughs> part of the reason why I'm worried for Game of Thrones' future. Is because literally just it wasn't that people were mad about it. It's just that they just stopped caring. That's how bad it was. Like they're like, no, I'm just never gonna watch any Game of Thrones stuff ever again. I just totally lost interest. It was that bad. I <laughs> of of all the remaining TV shows, Andor is maybe my number one, but uh, House of the Dragon is like so close behind because I'm super excited hmm. with the direction they're going with it. Um, super excited. I mean, I'll that. give it a I chance. Think it's don't it know. doesn't. It doesn't have a high expectations, so it doesn't have much to live up to. It's as opposed to the the show, which did because they had all the books, which were well, well read by the fandom. 
So, Cassie Nandor, um, I didn't connect to him in any meaningful way. So it's going to be up to the show to make me l- love the movie more. <clears throat> and it's mm-hmm. the only way, you know, after this, it's very possible that Rogue One gets moved up on my list. But, like, I feel like I'm being very generous putting it at six. So mm. it is not better than... Ma- no, no, we're not even close better than The Man- Man- Mandalorian. No. It's not better than Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> and it's not better than the original trilogy. That's, I mean, everything else, I'm willing to say it's as good as that. It's, it's maybe better than that. But it is not better than any of those five. <laughs> so that's, that's where I for sure stand. But anyway, I know you disagree about some of that. I just haven't heard a convincing argument. But that's, that's for you guys. Well, I'm not enough. trying to argue. I, again, I'm yeah. talking about en- most of mine is pure enjoyment. Yeah, you enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's totally All fair. Right. Hey, good discussion. Well... Yeah, uh, next episode, I think, maybe, will be a breakdown of the Andor trailer, which we didn't do because we didn't have time to talk about Celebration when we were doing the Kenobi uh, episodes. Man, Celebration so, was such a, like, speed bump this down. year. Yeah. It did not It did not make many, many waves. It was... It was... It, it was... <laughs> a, yeah, they, they did a lot wrong. Uh, they did a lot right, but they did a lot wrong this time. So yeah, yeah. But we can talk I, about I'm, that. I'm curious to see how they'll do next. Yeah, but uh, that's that's what our plan for our next episode is, uh, and we really only have about five or six episodes before uh, Andor starts. So is Andor gonna like hiatus. overlap with Bad Batch? I, Based off I of the release so. schedule, I, think, I heard that. We, I think that aren't there like twelve episodes of Andor? There are. Well, two of the first two are being released this first day. Oh, okay. Um, but still, I think Andor is going to be um, uh, September, October, November, and then I think that Bad Batch is going to be December-ish. Maybe, I, maybe. I heard it November, was way sooner than that. December. Yeah, I heard it was way sooner. If it is, they haven't announced the release date, and this is kind of cutting it close for that. Hmm. So I thought they did. Re- I think it's going to be like. I think that Bad Batch is going to be in between. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. End of Andor and beginning of Mando season three. Right. Yes. If anything, it'll overlap with uh, Willow, I think. Oh, I expect Willow to be running bef- after Bad Batch. Because it's November to December. Or simultaneous, too, yeah. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, you everybody. <laughs> yes, indeed. Thank you. Uh, and I forgot the YouTuber who pointed out that we hadn't, or not the YouTuber, the, the YouTube you uh, gotten, comment yeah. that pointed out that uh, that out. we needed to do this. But uh, thank you. I'm going to go back and comment on that video and tell them thank you. But uh, th- uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Simplecast, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Radio.com, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. You can find my YouTube channel, Jonathan Cohn. For all my book discussions, you can find my uh, book, my Star Trek book reviews at Roku Depot. And uh, you can find our Facebook page, Two Sons of Tatooine. And until next time, I'm Jonathan. And I'm Nathan. And thank you for listening to another episode of Two Sons of Tatooine.